This is The Beat with Radia B, a conversation about the Charleston County Sheriff's Office in our community. Welcome to The Beat, hosted by Radia B. In today's episode, we are focused on programming here at Charleston County Detention Center. Our programming department was kind of pushed back because of COVID and um, the pandemic. Under Sheriff Graziano, we began to start doing more programming. Not only do we uh, have GED programming, we also have programming for juveniles, we also have programming for adults, and now we also have programming that consists of us having a partnership with Trident Technical College so students can attend technical school on a track to get their associate's degree. And those classes are two classes per seven-week semester. In this episode, we will hear from six Charleston County Detention Center residents regarding their opportunities to participate in programming. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. That's great, that's great. Thank you for joining us. So, Mr. Eli, if you could help me out a, a bit. Can you tell me how you feel about participating in the Trident Tech program? Um, I love it, I mean, to me, it's just it's a chance to do something to keep my mind from being idle, to keep the, the days from being the same, you know, from feeling like I'm in a, a, a bad dream, waking up doing the same thing every day. And it's a chance to actually learn something, to feel like I'm doing something good. So I kind of love it. Do you think this has a part to do with what's your purpose in the future? Uh, I think to get to the future, I got to deal with my purpose right now. I think it's doing something about my purpose right now. I think I'm helping myself and I think I'm helping other people right now. So before I get to the future, I'm just going right now. Awesome. Awesome. And and being right now, explain what right now is. Well, right now for me is just trying to find a way that I can, I can do something positive where I can feel like I got a purpose and, and what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, where I got small goals that I can accomplish, something I can do to feel proud of, proud of myself about, you know what I mean? And then being able to help other people trying to get the same things accomplished. So there is a question in the community that um, folks or individuals like to ask. The question is, are you born a criminal? Can you give me some intellectual thought about that and how you feel about that? Uh, I can't speak for everybody. I don't necessarily think that I was born a criminal, but I'm pretty sure the circumstances played a big part in the choices I made and in the, in, the, in the path and the direction that I took. What was allowable socially caused me to, you know, make choices. If I was, I grew up in an environment where it was allowable to commit crime. You know, nobody looked at you bad if you left the house, broke, and came home with money. You know, so committing crimes was acceptable. And I mean, it, it was just a, a part of my life. So maybe there are some people somewhere that are born with a different set of circumstances, but where I was from, it was really acceptable. No, I don't think you're born a criminal. I think you make a choice. I think for me, I made a choice. I made a conscious choice. I knew what I was doing. I made a choice. And so the choice that you made right now when um, it was brought up um, through programming here at the detention center, we have opportunities and access to opportunities to change your mindset. What made you decide, let me get on this train? 
um, the same thing is just a part of like who I am. I've, I've never been a person that wanted to do all bad. You know what I mean? I want to do some good. And uh, any program where you're learning something is obviously good. So if you're surrounded by all bad all day, you got to balance it out some. You know, you have to look for something good. I didn't know the program would turn out to be this. I didn't know what it was going to be for real. I just thought it was going to be another jail program. I thought it was going to be a rinky-dink program. But it just turned out to be something great. So it just worked out that way. It wasn't, you know, a big plan. I didn't have a big plan of going and, and being part of a pilot group. We didn't know what it was. We just knew it was a lady came to class, came in the dorm and she was signing up for something. So I'm signing up for it. You know, it didn't happen yesterday. It's something new. And it was just something new to do. It just turned into more than that. Great. So tell me a little bit about the program and the classes that you take. Um, well, we take uh, Sociology 101, which is a really involved class it's a lot of work a lot of reading and then we take a class that almost everybody wants to take which is business 101 or introduction to business and that's not as difficult but it's a really useful class so um the two classes together i think complement each other so what taking a sociology class give me a little bit more tell me about how that helped you and your family First of all, when I first took it, I didn't know what to expect from it. It was heavy on the reading, so it, it kind of it threw me off a little bit because it was a lot. And then we had a teacher that was a little bit, I mean, she's a great teacher, but she's like uh, one of those people, if you challenge her, she challenges you more. Awesome. So I challenged her. I told her I like to read, and she said, I dare you to read all this. <laughs> she, came, <laughs> she came right back at me. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being good. But... The good thing about sociology is I have a daughter that uh, she's finished with school now for the most part. She's going back, taking a few. She's trying to specialize in something. But the one class that she had a problem with was sociology. She had uh, failed out or dropped sociology because she said it was too much. It was too much reading. She said she could never remember all the names. So when I had the chance to take sociology, I took it because I could show her, hey, you can remember all these names. You can do all this. And I could get her to go back. That's the one thing that she quit. And I didn't want her to quit at nothing. No matter if it's too tough and you can figure it out, I want you to figure it out. And I felt like she could. So now she's going back and she's taking sociology over. So I feel like I did. Wow, that's good. awesome. That's incredible. So now the conversations that you, you guys have about sociology, y'all can challenge each other. We can talk about Richard Compte and, and Emil Durkheim, and we can talk about those people and the different uh, aspects of sociology. So, How does that good. feel? It feels, I mean, we've always had a great relationship where we talked about everything, but it opens up a different part because, you know, kids hear about their parents and know about what some of the stuff their parents did, but she never, had the part of me that studied and wanted to learn and was into books and she knew I had books but she'd never actually seen me read a book so she actually got to know that I actually do read for real (laughs) (laughs) I do like to learn for real you know so it it just it opened up a different aspect of our relationship and it brought us a little bit closer awesome that's incredible so Stephen we have several folks in the community. They, um, their thought process is that jail and prison should not be a place of punishment. 
Give me your thoughts on that. I feel like if we get serious about jail being a place to rehabilitate people, then we have to give them the opportunities to be to, to be rehabilitated. I've seen with myself that until getting in this program and until um, starting my education, starting doing things that were proactive, um, it gave me hope. Before that, um, I, I would go to jail, I would look at my life and say, okay, I have to do better. I would get out and double down just trying to do what I was already doing, but do it, with, do it better, do it without getting caught, right? Um, I looked at, you know, the past 15 years that I've put my family through struggle and things like that. Um, my son being nine and not really ever seeing his dad sober. And the only way I can make any sense out of that was to do something to make the suffering worth, worth something. In other words, if I could get out, if I could, if I could get an education and if I could show that my life can be that you can come from homelessness that you can come from addiction and you can rebuild your life into um, something useful um, then that's what I was going to do so with that being said what's your purpose I want to be able to look at my son and be proud and I want him to see his father and be proud right Um, I want to be able to reach other people that were lost like I was lost that um, suffer from addiction that don't know another way and show them that it's possible it's possible to change it's possible to be great it's possible to be good in whatever you want to do I believe all of us have certain gifts I believe all of us have a past that makes us useful in some way to somebody right and I believe that if you empower people, if you educate people, and if you give them the structure and opportunity, they're going to heal. They're going to grow. At least that's been my experience thus far. So when um, when Ms. Johnson came in and said, okay, we have this program, what was your first thought? (sighs) I was just coming out of um, COVID. I, I had, I had, tested positive for COVID and and in quarantine you have 23 hours and 23 and a half hours a day locked down and I was just myself and my Bible (laughs) for a lot of that time right and I was in there for 34 days Um, and I was already fully vaccinated so after testing positive a couple times I it felt like there was some supernatural tinkering per se (laughs) Um, and anyhow long story short after some uh, some breezed voices and shaken fists and and a, a couple tears I restored my faith um, as soon as I got out of COVID, um, the class started back up. Um, I took some tests. I tested very well. All of a sudden, there was the opportunity with Trident Tech within four or five days of being out. And I'm like, oh, you know, okay, you know. So I'm doubled down in my faith and say, okay, now I believe I can change. And now all these opportunities are rushing in right at that moment. Um, so I, I just went with it. It was just part of a process. Um, a very humbling process. Right, right. And when you and you start to talk about process and journey, how do you feel about your journey that you're on right now? I feel change is a reality, um, not something that that I talk about, not something I try to talk to my parents or sell my parents. Hey, I'm really changing this time. I believe. I believe 
it's true. And here's the crazy part is when I talk to my parents and when I talk to people, I don't have to tell them I'm changing, right? They, they know <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. They sense it. Um, okay, so 15 years ago, um, I was at University of Florida and I was a, a pre-med hopeful and I got in trouble, caught my first felony. Um, since that time, I have not returned back to school. Um, so it's like I'm getting a second chance. All of a sudden, I'm believing in my future again. The labels of being a felon and the labels of being a drug addict seem secondary to the hope of, wow, I, 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 can, I can finish. See, I, I took a lot of college. I had the opportunities. I just, I didn't use them, right? So I'm able to finish some things that I started and move beyond that. I see a vision of being able to work with people in addiction. I see being able to, um, to reach people that struggle with the things that I struggled with for so long. You know, my son's nine. Nine years he didn't have a father there. So I, I might be able to help somebody that's son's younger and they'll be able to, to impact, you know. Um, I, see it, I see that vision clearly. Um, it's tangible. I can touch it. I see myself graduating. I, I feel it. Changing and not coming back to jail, like it's something every single time I got out, I'm not doing that ever again, right? But it was like a little boy whistling in the dark, <laughs> right? <laughs> this time it feels real. I, I, can, I can say with confidence, God willing, I'm not gonna have to take this class again. So Joe, when you hear the word accountability, what, what is that? Um, taking responsibility for what you've done. When you hear acceptance, what is that? Accepting the truth. And when you hear hope, what is that? Uh, a little bit like having faith possibility of what what could turn out to be and when you hear change what do you hear on uh, me all of those four words how have those four words intertwined with you taking this trident tech program um being incarcerated or being in jail uh you don't look forward to anything other than um your three meals um sleep Worryation, uh, a lot of noise, a fuss, and whatever it may be. Uh, you don't look for opportunities back here for as uh, trying to bail yourself, try to rebuild yourself for society or for your personal reasons. Um, when this uh, Trident program came about, you know, it's, it like opened our eyes to something new. I never seen myself going to a Technical college or any type of college for any type of reasons. You know, when this opportunity came, it was like a blessing to me. Great, great. So tell me a little bit more. What have you gained so far in being in this program? Um, most recently, you know, I started watching news and off of my sociology class, um, I'm able to understand news a lot better. Like before I used to look at news and hear certain things and not really understand what they was talking about. Now I can look at dudes and understand in a little more depth. <laughs> um, I'm able to talk to my kids about different things and to see their perceptions in life, you know, like with the social media, um, I'm able to see like how they view things versus the way we view things because the age is different. So it opened a different line of communication. 
And so when you when you have folks in the community say, oh, um, they're in jail, they don't need programming, they don't need help, what is your answer to that? I mean, everyone that's locked up need help. Um, there's a reason behind everyone being locked up. You can incarcerate us and give us time and release us back to the same environment, the same thing over and over again. Um, my grandmother once told me, never be on pause, take time out, you know, and being incarcerated, going through what we're going through with the program, we're actually in time out. We're able to reform and rebuild ourselves to make a better uh, impact on the society as well as ourselves. It's easy for people to be judgmental when they're going through something but don't understand your background. I raised up in um, a project, mother and father on drugs, since far as I can remember. My life that I was raised in different from a lot of other people's life. What's your purpose? My purpose is to better myself as well as show my children that I could change and help them change. I most recently lost my daughter a month prior before getting incarcerated um, by her choosing a man that was similar to her father. And I have a lot of regrets. You know, um, I, I know I need to change myself so I can start changing my family and changing others. Do you um, grapple with remorse or fear from what was yesterday? All the time. How do you handle that? Uh, there's no correct way to handle there's really no correct way to handle anything that you're dealing with back here. Um, I will I, w I will say this, though. Having this opportunity in this program um, really gave me an escape. I was able to escape from the norm, um, which is a plus for me. Brian. Tell me a little bit um, how you feel about being a part of the Trident Tech program. Uh, for me personally, uh, this program has uh, given me something to concentrate my time and efforts on. Uh, I want to be part of this program not only for myself, but for uh, hopefully for the folks that follow behind me. The group of guys that I'm taking this program with, we all come from different walks of life. We all have different viewpoints. And just going through this program has also allowed me to see uh, see how it affects their life and their lives from different from different viewpoints you know just looking at things from uh, the, the way I look at it compared to the, uh, the opportunities it might offer other people uh, it's just been a great experience so a lot of community members or folks in the community say you are what your circumstances what are your thoughts of responding to that question or that statement I think that depends on the individual. Uh, I believe that every individual uh, is responsible for their path in, in uh, a certain way. Uh, you can be in the worst situations, but it's about the perspective that you have going through those, going through that situation. It's just how you look at things. Uh, we're in here. We're incarcerated. We can sit in here and we can you know whine and complain about all the negative stuff that's going on in here. Or as for this program, we can just take the positive and, and try to use that to uh, benefit ourselves, uh, benefit our other uh, residents. This program has kind of also become like a, a brotherhood uh, to me. So uh, 
it has helped me uh, to get out of my comfort zone as well because I'm more of an introverted person. Dealing with uh, the other residents doing this program has helped me as far as like socially uh, as well as educationally. But for the most part, it's just helped me to make the most of my time here. So what do you see your purpose is? My purpose? That's a question I've asked myself many times. Uh, my main purpose, uh, I view myself as a family man, uh, but I also view myself as someone who, who's willing to help the next man. And uh, I just want to be able to give back. Uh, I've been blessed in my life to, to have some very important people help me along my journey. Uh, and I just want to do the same to the next person, with the next person. Uh, I've always felt like, uh, Life can go one way or the other. A lot of the times it depends on the breaks you get in life. And sometimes you might just, someone, you never know that the next person may just need uh, a lending hand from someone. So uh, my purpose, for one, I just want to be remembered as a great father. And another purpose, just a, a person that would give you the shirt off his back and help you in whatever capacity he could help you. So when this opportunity was um, brought to you, what made you say, I'm going to sign up for this, or I'm going to be a part of this, or I'm going to take a part of this opportunity. What, what was that one thing that made you do that? Well, I had been here for a while uh, prior to this program being offered. Honestly, it was having something constructive to do, but also because there are a lot of young individuals, younger individuals in here that I can relate to. Uh, um, there are some that I talk to on a, you know, in a more private setting, just about uh, how they see their life, uh, where they came from, why they do the things they do, where they want to go, kind of like a big brother mentorship. And for me to do this program personally, I, I did it, not like I said, not just for me, but just to show them that hey, man, it's 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 okay to step out of that cool zone. You know, you can you can you can do something different. And not have to worry about anybody judging you. You're trying to better yourself. You can't worry about what, how the next man view you. You know, you have to worry about trying to take your life and finding a direction for yourself in a positive way. So, Brandon, when the programming department came and presented this opportunity to you, what was your thoughts? How did you run to be the first person to sign up, or did you have some reservations? Enlighten us. I can say I, I think of myself as an opportunist. So you know, any opportunity presents itself, I'm gonna be on it. You know, me being here for a while, you know, just being bored and wanting to do something. You know, um, instead of just sitting here and nothing's happening with my life, I'm just at a dead standstill. It um, it really just gave me the sense of you know being somebody again you know and, and just being able to uh, learn as I like to do I love to I love to learn so for somebody on the outside saying they don't need to have any programming in jail in prison they don't need to have none of that you know they are what they are with their circumstances they don't need to be rehabilitated what is your answer to them what is your statement to them I honestly feel like they're part of the problem everybody got some type of background, whether you get caught or not, you know, ain't nobody perfect. So, you know, uh, the ones who they get caught, you know, for whatever they did or accused of doing, um, if you feel like 
that person isn't worth anything anymore. Or that person doesn't deserve any type of opportunity. You know, you just you're not making the world a better place. You know, you just you just got the attitude as well, well after those people. You know, like so I feel like probably part of the problem. You know, you need to change your way of thinking, and maybe this world will be a better place. You know. Oh, that brings a a great perspective because, you know, a lot of people talk about the prison system or the um, criminal justice system, and a lot of them are uh, throw away the key. Even before there is um, court, basically they say your, your foundation, they already put you in that you are going to be a part of the system. And so how do you being a part of this Trident Tech satellite program, how do you combat that? I guess be a vocal example, you know, um, just to show people, yeah, I've been through this. I've been through the toughest of times. I've made a lot of wrong decisions, you know, but despite of what people say in their opinions, you know, you, you, you always got that other person inside of you, you know, you battling with the, 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 the you fighting like, hey, yeah, you can do this, you can do that. So just don't be scared to, don't don't allow the fear to hold you back, you know. Just leap into that and just keep pushing, you know. And and, and make these people sound stupid. Make these people look stupid, you know. That's awesome, awesome. What is your purpose? Um, my purpose is to be all I can be in a positive way. Um, my pur- my purpose is to leave with a positive legacy. Hopefully, help people, you know, avoid what I've been through, or if they're going through what I've been through, help correct them, you know, my family, my son, strangers, you know, just anybody, you know. What has this Trident program helped you or assisted you with? It really helped me with learning myself more, being open to other people's opinion, as uh, being open to help, you know, because in our group, we help each other. And I'm not really used to that, you know, I really just, Used to going on my way, thinking about how I'm gonna do this by myself, not accepting anybody else's opinion. But it really helped me, you know, just to be, uh, to accept other people's opinion and, you know, embrace it and, you know, move forward like that. And also just to show people that I can do this, you know? I can be a better person. I can reach accomplishments. So, yeah, in spite of what y'all talk about, I can do that. Awesome. Yeah. Roddy B, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on, Mr. Anthony? You know, living. Oh, that's living awesome. The best way I can live right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what I the word that I hear is is that you just got your GED. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. That's I did. awesome. How uh, does it feel? It feels good, man. You know, when the opportunity came across this way, you know, I was actually, you know, sleeping and you know, I heard the commotion going on, so I woke up to see like everybody was signing up for I think it was like the work keys program and the GED program so I on the street I didn't I tried to get my GED twice but in the mix you know I had I got two children so the times that I was trying to get my GED was around the time they was being born so I fell back from it you know with everything that I had going on in life you know it kept me from just focusing on that the school system kind of like failed me in a sense just from that's another story too but you know I just didn't get along I was already focusing on like getting a job making ends meet on my end you know taking care of myself because you know I didn't have it growing up like that education for our school wise wasn't a, a big factor to me 
you know, at the certain point, like 16, it wasn't a big factor. So being back here, lot, you know, just in here, you ain't got nothing but time and in, in your in your mind and your thoughts, you know. So you don't want to waste your time doing nothing and then get back to where you're going and be like, man, I could have did this, I could have did that. No matter if you in you in jail or you wherever you at, you don't want to spend your time doing nothing and then look back like I wish I could have did this and that and the third. So I want to go back to what you said. I know you said that's another time later, but the school system failed you. Yeah, man. It was a situation. You know, my cousin stayed with me. He got himself in a situation. It kind of affected me. At home, I was already dealing with that with my mama, you know, about smoking weed and stuff like that. So she didn't want me to already. So so I ended up getting put, you know, kicked out and put in alternative school. Alternative school, they never, they didn't have, they had older teachers that teachers that used to teach 10 15 plus years ago so they really couldn't help us with what was going on in today so like after a certain amount of time you're doing work on the computer watching videos so if you don't understand the videos on the computer you just you know you out so i mean it got to a point where you know i used to get frustrated because i couldn't pass i would have 11th grade classes but still considered a ninth grader because of this class right here and how did how did that make you feel what, what what how did that make you feel to be be a 11th grader but in a ninth grade class do you think that also contributed to you feeling like the school system set you back yeah because you know everybody works different you got people who graduate early with that but then you got people who learn different who needs to be more hands-on and I was one of those people so it was like you know after that it was like everything went downhill and you know my mama is a big she used to stay on our backs about Oh, you finna do something. You finna be in school. You you ain't dropping out. Nothing like, you know, so when she actually seen what was going on, she kind of just, I ain't going to say gave up, but she just, you know, she seen I was already growing up being a young man taking care of myself anyway. So she was just like, you know, if you wanted to fall back from it, you can. I'm, I ain't going to say it was her fault because, you know, she tried. She's my mama. She, you know, she got six kids. She did what she could. Right. And I understand. So, and uh, earlier you talked about, you know, you tried to get your DED at point A, but then you had a child being born at point B. But have you ever thought about it as in timing is everything? So oh. time is now. The time is now for you to get your GED so you can get to that future. Oh, yeah. Like timing is everything. Like, yeah, I could have been had my GED on the street, but, you know, with me not getting it then and waiting so long, waiting and waiting, me coming here and getting it, it I feel like it makes a, a bigger impact on the people around me, you know, the people that, you know, my support system at home, my family and friends, you know, and it gives me, it gets my, you know, it gets my kids something to look at. Like to me, this is like one of the lowest points that you can be at in your life. You know, we you got everything going around the situation circumstances you in. So like, once my kids get older and my daughter, she started school while I was back here. So I missed that, you know, her first day, first day of school and everything. So I want to be able to come home and when she gets older to understand, I want her when she comes uh, across trials and tribulations, I want her to just understand, look, you know, no matter what you can do, whatever you want to do, you just got to put your mind to it, you know, so she can have this situation to look and reflect on. I got, you know, partners out there if they wanted to take the school route or whatever, but they just felt like they wasn't, that ain't cool or that ain't street or whatever the case, that ain't nothing wrong with getting no education, you know? And ain't nothing wrong with trying to better yourself. Ain't nothing wrong with being different. 
ain't nothing wrong with being positive you know it's just something good to and you know something good to look at you know look back on myself too you know something that i accomplished not just to say it you know hopefully i can get out and put this to use so what would you tell the naysayers what would you tell the people to be like man i can't believe that i'm spending my tax dollars for you to do programming here what what would you tell them thank you (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know like 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 brandon said like people gonna do that like you i feel like you would be the problem you would be the problem how you gonna try to make somewhere better if you're not trying to change nothing you gotta it and change start with individuals it starts with you 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 know so i don't know thank you (laughs) we have miss lynette johnson here um, as a part of the programming department at charleston county detention center welcome miss johnson thank you can you give us a little bit of about the programming department and what is the motivation and the vision that we have for the programming department the purpose is pro- for the program division is to better everybody that's in the program to make every resident in here a better resident and to reduce recidivism rates here my goal is to get everybody involved in something positive get everybody in as much education as possible so that when they do leave here they don't have to come back my belief is that Everybody's a part of the community, one time or the other. Being incarcerated is not a permanent thing. So once they get back out to society, they have to be able to live in society as productive citizens. We have to keep in mind that everybody needs a second chance in life, and everybody is a part of the community. So when they get back out into the community, they're going to be your neighbors, your friends. They're gonna, you're going to see them in the grocery store, everything else. So while they're here, we need to allow them to make the best of the best of the time here so that they can be productive citizens when they get back out. If they're productive, it's a win-win for everybody. Ms. Johnson, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been working at the detention center for going on 37 years. The first 27 years of my career, I was a detention officer. And again, I have a passion for programs because I'm a believer that everybody deserves a second chance. When we needed a program coordinator, I got the opportunity to be that person. Everybody in here gets a second chance at life. Everybody makes mistakes, so if you get a second chance at life, hopefully we'll make the best of it. And if we can educate you while you're here, great. If we can improve your circumstances while you're here, great. Because again, you're here, let's just make the best of why you're here while you're here. I would like to thank our Charleston County Detention residents who are part of the Trident Tech program. This was a phenomenal opportunity to be a part of this podcast. And so we're grateful for all of those, all of those partnerships, all of those community organizations. We're grateful for our detention officers, for our staff, for our director, for our sheriff in ensuring that we make sure that our residents have the opportunity to not only change their circumstances, but change their mindset. Thank you for joining us in this latest episode of The Beat, hosted by Radia B. And The Beat goes on. This has been The Beat, a conversation about the Charleston County Sheriff's Office in our community. I am Radia B, 
Look for future episodes by following the Charleston County Sheriff's Office on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you go to get your podcasts.